0: Well, hello everyone out there in uh, Google Educator land for Washington State. Uh, this is the GEG e. Washington show, and I'm Justin Talmadge. I'm here today with Con McQuinn from the Puget Sound ESD. Hey, Con. Good morning. Yeah, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How about you? Oh, I'm doing well. It's a Friday. We have a three-day weekend, so that's exciting. Yeah. Um, the purpose of, of Khan and I getting together today is just to do a quick little preview of the Makerspace Summit that will be happening at this year's NCCE conference in Seattle at the end of February. Um, Khan and lots of other folks have been working hard to put together a great event. Uh, I believe it's on the Wednesday of the conference. Is that correct?
1: That's correct.
0: So I've just got Khan here to talk a little bit about how it's going to be organized, what you can expect to, to do and learn at this, at this sum. So I'm going to let him just speak for a few minutes and then we'll, we'll wrap it up.
1: Great. Thanks, Justin. Uh, I'm really excited about this. I've been following the, the maker movement for several years and it just seems like a really exciting way for teachers and teacher librarians to get kids excited about making things, about being creators of things. Mm -hmm. This is our day-long program is, as uh, Justin said, is actually constitutes a whole team of people. We have Aaron Maurer coming in uh, who runs a makerspace in the Midwest. He's our keynote speaker and will be working with us through the day. And he has lots of uh, practical tips and tricks on how to set up a makerspace to make it an effective place. Some of the other teachers, uh, Art Spencer from Uh, the Auburn School District, Debbie Roble from Everett, and uh, Angela from the Charles Wright Academy. We're all going to be working to have a day of hands-on activities, because that's what the Maker Movement's all about. It's about learning how to use sometimes simple tools and materials, sometimes complex, exciting ones like 3D printers, but to be active learners, exploring and designing and building things. And that's everything will be hands-on all day
0: it sounds very much like a constructivist approach
1: it's very constructivist it's and it's it's kind of a funny it's kind of constructivism that backed its way into the education movement you know the maker movement was a you know it was just hobbyists and do-it-yourselfers that got together and discovered they liked making things and what really allowed it to take off were things like youtube and the internet were people who could figure out to do cool things and could share those instructions with each other and you know it was after this was happening outside education that a lot of bright educators and interestingly enough often teacher librarians have looked at this and said "Ooh, that's you know that would be really cool to do in school and that's really been a big part of what's made it
0: take off. So are some librarians actually uh, using some space in their library as designating it as a maker space in the library?
1: Yeah, that's a huge thing in the teacher librarian world is creating maker spaces. And sometimes it's, you know, like this is from a 3D printer. You know, 3D printers are, you know, one of the things that really catch people's eye. Uh, Another thing that's really popular, things called Makey Makeys or like Mm -hmm, mm Arduinos, which are little tiny programmable circuit boards. So the Mm -hmm. electronic stuff is a lot of what catches people's attention. But the reality is, is that there's a lot of, you know, people use Legos. People make things out of balsa wood and glue. Uh, It's cardboard is a big thing in the maker movement. If you haven't seen the video, Kane's Arcade, go Google it right now and watch the video that Kane's Arcade is a touchstone in the maker movement. So, and it, after I was kind of surprised at first that teacher librarians were the ones that where this really seemed to take off but after a while it's it stopped being strange to me because it's really what drives the maker movement is accessing information and that's what teacher librarians help us to do is to access information you want to build something i can show you where the information is and really 3d printing is another example that's this is taking information and turning it into an object this particular mm-hmm. example mm-hmm. is a it's a brain and it's actually from somebody's real honest goodness brain scan and yet digital data has been turned into a physical object so that's in the end it's not surprising that teacher librarians do it plus honestly teacher librarians nobody really knows it but they're really all anarchists you know they they're the rowdiest people at ncce uh, it doesn't surprise me that they're the ones that are Out there trying the rowdy (laughs) stuff in their libraries
0: (laughs) so if i'm a teacher and i don't know anything about electronics or making things or is this going to be a summit for me are you going to start with no assumptions about prior knowledge that people have absolutely
1: this is this is really focused more towards people who have never tried this before and just want to explore it we're going to really emphasize that You know, you can start small, you can, we'll show you a smorgasbord of fun and exciting activities that you can do, but Mm -hmm. everybody should start with just one. That's, you know, just, and something that's simple and workable. You don't have to start by creating this whole huge maker space. Find a spot in your classroom and make a maker spot. And like, it can be something as simple as cardboard and duct tape and Elmer's glue. One of my favorite activities it will be showing is built around cardboard and cheap skewers you can get at the grocery store a hundred for a buck and straws and duct tape and it's a fabulous activity and it's one that really unleashes kids and adults creativity
0: that's cool can you remind people some of the logistics so what are we talking about in terms of of the time frame the day the cost those sorts of things
1: so the the cost um I'd have to go back and take a look I believe it's 220 for the day. It runs from 8.30 to 4. It's going to be in the convention center. And it'll, we're gonna be in one large room working together at tables for most of the day. But in the afternoon, we're actually gonna split so that we'll have half the group doing hands-on activities with Angela in the main room. The other half is gonna come over into what we're calling the maker exploration space. And we're gonna have like a dozen different stations with people showing different things that you can do from low tech to high tech, from your cardboard and Legos up to, um, little microprocessors and 3d printers, but it'll all be hands on stuff that you can explore with information about if you want to try this one thing, how can you go back and do this in your classroom?
0: Well, that just sounds phenomenal. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I, I myself have signed up to attend. So I look forward Great. to seeing you there, Connor. And I want to thank you um, uh, so so much for participating today, taking time out of your busy schedule um, to talk about this Makerspace Summit. And I believe it's the first Makerspace Summit at NCCE?
1: It is. And we're really excited about it. All of the people that have come together to work on it are really excited about this And we just can't wait to uh, get together with uh, uh, as many people as possible and just have a good time exploring these really exciting options.
0: Cool. Well, um, that is it for this edition of the GEG Washington Show. I will be coming to you again in over the next month or so with more NCCE previews. So if you are someone who is presenting at NCC and you'd like to be um, on the show, just go ahead and communicate with me in the Google Plus community. Send me an email. Connect with me on Twitter at Justin Talmadge. And we'll see everybody online. Thanks for being here.